Welcome back to Keep Beach City Quarantine. I'm Liz, that's Aaron, and we're your hosts for this chill appreciation fan cast all about Steven Universe. And that's Mycroft behind me for those who are watching the live stream. For those who are just listening, uh, there's a cat behind me, as, a, as he was last week. Yeah, the Elder Holmes brother isn't behind you, rather just a cat whom we have named after the Elder Holmes brother. He's as uh, dickish as he is in the books. <laughs> Aren't you? Yes, yes you are. Fair enough. Oh, are you sad because you can't see outside? There you go. Now you can. Our cats really like staring out the windows. It's kind of their favorite thing. They like to people watch as much as we do. <laughs> I do enjoy. I do enjoy people watching. You know what else I enjoy watching? Steven Universe. Oh, good. I was hoping you would say that. It really makes sense for the podcast. <laughs> for those of you who are listening at home. We would love for you to join on the conversation, but I know you're wondering, how can I do that? Well, it's very simple, actually. If you'll head to our Facebook page, Married to the Idea Reviews, and join us every Tuesday night at 5 o'clock on our live stream, you can chat with us about the episodes we are discussing that day, as well as any previous episodes. Any plot twists or hidden things you've noticed from the previous episodes, please, no spoilers for anything beyond the episodes we are discussing. As mentioned before, Aaron and I have watched Pass's previous but we are coming at it with a fresh perspective and we don't want to give the game away for anyone else yeah we are um enjoying this because this is the second time we've watched this um we are um enjoying going back and watching a lot of these episodes because there are some things that are getting revealed uh very early on um or even so things that are getting hinted at and, They're uh, laying the groundwork. Yeah. It's all coming together. Um, I'm in, uh, enjoying that. Uh, and there's been some things where, like, that we know that we shouldn't know right now. <laughs> um, so I'm enjoying seeing that. So, Like seeing a Christmas present in the closet three months early. You really shouldn't be here. Yeah. You really shouldn't know these things, but you do. And now you have to live with the horrible knowledge and the horrible consequences. Oh, God, what have I done? This is actually our eighth episode, Aaron. So for eight weeks straight, we have been sticking to the once a week live stream. And I am very proud of us. That means two months. Two months of quarantine. Wow. Cheers to you, sir. Uh, air clink. Air clink. <sighs> for our listeners at home that can see that. So, but enough drinking yeah. <laughs> in the middle of the day. Why don't we talk about Steven Universe? Let's. So last time we talked on the stream, we were at the lowest of the low. Aaron's least favorite episode, say uncle. Oh, God. That was the lowest of the low. I tried very hard for 15 minutes to convince you otherwise, but I could not get you to my side. So thankfully, we don't have any uh, episodes like that where I have to really work at it with you. I like the chunk that we are working with. There's some really good yeah. character building ones, a few plot moving ones. I would say the Steven Universe show isn't extremely plot heavy. The more and more I watch it, the more and more I think it's really about character. And through character development, we get plot movement. Um, There's definitely overarching things that are happening. But for a while now, I would say the ratio is much more character development over plot movement there there are episodes where they have plot i would say the last episode in this segment was very much more plot but it's not all plot because i would say um she-ra 
Sorry. That name literally escaped me. They just announced the fifth and final season. Fourth and final season? Fourth and what, final? Whatever season. Whatever the, the, the season, next season is, it is the last. And we're both super stoked. And super sad. And super sad, yes. Much like Gravity Falls, though, it knows when it's time to leave. It knows what story it's, it wanted to tell. It doesn't need to stay for 12 episodes. I enjoyed seasons. the end of Gravity Falls. I felt like it could stay around for maybe one more season. It didn't have to stay around for a lot longer, but it could have stayed around for at least one more season. I think that would have been fun to come back four years later, like when they're teenagers or yeah. something. That would be a cool return. I've heard Alex Hirsch kind of is playing around with some ideas, uh, the creator, mm -hmm. um, but he is now working on a, a different show. Well, we so. don't know anything about Steven Universe Future except that it's called Steven Universe Future, but I think that's the exact same idea that they're playing with. Yeah, I'm 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 interested. I'm interested to keep watching the show, obviously. Like it's so hard not to binge right now. In fact, I'm the one I'm usually the one that binges in our relationship. Nah, 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 nah. you stay down. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, I'm saying that to our cat. Uh or one of our cats. He thinks he's gonna drink that rum and coke. He ain't. No, he's not. Um I'm usually the one that, like, I can sit there and watch a show episode after episode. At like, We watched the final season of uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and I was like, let's keep watching, let's keep oh, watching. you made us watch, like, all ten, like, in a row. No, uh, the final, like, six or seven, yeah, I was like, let's just keep watching. You're, like, me and my family with 24, like, I feel I'm, it. I'm that way with a lot of things. Like, I can watch a lot of things at once. Sometimes there are shows that I have to kind of pace myself with, but this is one of those shows that um, I, I easily could um <laughs> oh no oh the cats You're come gonna... between you and the mic now it's personal and now it's personal um i could easily binge but i am i am the one saying let's only watch one episode a night let's pace ourselves it's harder now we used to do 10 episodes at once mm -hmm. and it was easier yeah we could do like two episodes or like we'll watch a couple and like oh, okay let's we'll watch something else and and everything but it it, it has been absolutely tough to be like oh only one episode or like if we accidentally skip a night because we're we're busy with something else mm -hmm. we'll uh we'll be like oh we can watch two like uh this morning we uh had a friend over and we watched um money in the bank from wwe yes we did uh so we were like oh we can watch two today and it was it was really nice, but then it was like the next episode was like, oh, I really want, I, like, I know things are going to happen. I know what's happen. happening. I want to see where we're going with this. Yeah, it's tricky when you finally do get to the plot. Like, but no, I must keep watching. Don't do this to me. So this is this is an easy to binge show. And so like, especially because they're only 15 minute episodes, even when like things go crazy, like in uh, Jailbreak and uh, uh, The Visit. So. Exactly. Well, let's get right into it then. Our first episode we're discussing today is Sworn to the Sword. Connie. Wanting to protect Steven, takes sword fighting lessons from Pearl. This is a great episode. Um, I was excited to see this episode um, whenever we knew this was coming. Because this is a good episode. It reveals a lot about Pearl. It shows more with Connie. And you love Connie-centric episodes. I really, really do. And I love like the dilemma of these three characters really coming to a head. We have Steven realizing that his friend is willing to give her life to save him and being uncomfortable with the idea of that, we have Connie realizing that Stephen is more important and sh she should be willing as a human to give her small life for him, and Pearl trying to come to the terms that Stephen and Connie are not her and Rose Quartz. Yeah, it the song Do It For Her... I mean to say, do it for him, 
is so beautiful. And the duet between Connie and Pearl, um, I'm going to not try to pronounce the or even try to remember their names because I will butcher it. Um, the the two actresses, it's it's beautiful. I, I always like the voice acting though. They're all good yeah. voice actors. They're all good singers. I really enjoy it. Um, but the the writing, this is this is definitely one of those ones where the writing, the the actual accompaniment is uh, well done. But the the writing, the lyrics, the lyricism and lyrics a for lot it of is really stuff, well done. A lot of the songs from Steven Universe have double meanings. Yeah. A lot of them are not just about what they appear to be. It's about something else entirely. <laughs> I mean, we go back to Cookie Cat. Even that had an ulterior second meaning. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, I, uh, and it's, I'm, I'm, I'm actually thinking maybe when we get done with the season, we'll look into the, the album because that is something I'd love to maybe look at getting. Because I think that's, uh, depending on how far it expands, I think it goes to the end of the second season, the first first volume. At least as far as we've seen. Yeah. I really do enjoy this idea that Garnet and Amethyst have seen this before. Like, they know what Stephen and Connie are risking by letting Pearl train Connie. That Pearl would throw herself gladly die again and again and again for rose quartz in a way that's almost self-flagellating like i'm so nothing in compared to you it's my privilege to sacrifice myself for you constantly in a again very messianic sort of worshiping sort of love yeah. <laughs> this cat really missed us this is our first day that we've been really gone from the house all day during the week yeah yeah there's been a couple weekend days that we've been able to go out but this has been the first day of us going out both of us going to work doing a little grocery shopping and now we're back and he's like oh my god were you ever gonna come back did you die no we're we're just fine we just left the house for more than 30 seconds (laughs) uh so there is some uh lingering feelings with this and uh, it really reveals some things that, for those who are in the know, going back and rewatching this episode, it really reveals some things. Like, uh, wow, how did we not see this? So I'm not, I exactly. am not saying any more than that. But you this think is... about it, the more you watch it again and again, the more Pearl and Rosie's relationship gets thrown into sharp focus and what exactly that means. Yeah. It's it's different. It gets sharper. It has harsher edges the more and more you see of it. It becomes less idealized. And I don't really want to spoil too much of it right now because we're we are so early in this series. There's three whole seasons that we haven't even got to. We just started season two. So the message at the end is really nice with Steven saying, "Listen, I'm not gonna just like hide away." If Connie's fighting, I'm fighting too. We're going to fight together. That's what I want. I want us to fight together. That's that's what's important to me. It's very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that Connie wants to be more than just, um, like, I mean, Connie is more than um, what she is at the moment. But the fact that she wants to be more uh, helpful with the gems is very nice. Well, I think most of them feel that way. Most humans that come into contact are like, I want to be more. Like Greg with the message. Mm-hmm. 
I want to do more. I want to help. I want to be part of something bigger than myself. And I think the nice thing about it is the more we see of the gems, the gems truly do appreciate humanity, even though their lives are so short and so simple. They're somehow still so complicated and so full of life for their brevity. Very much the idea of elves and humans. <laughs> or humans and dogs. Um, bring that around. Bring it around town. That there board. we go. Bring it around. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it's very... Um, it's very interesting to see, and um, and we know that Connie does continue this mentality of wanting to become more helpful and become. And Pearl more... doesn't brainwash her too far. Yeah, it... I was afraid because everyone who every person has something worth contributing. You don't have to just be a vessel, or and just even a... even Stephen and um, Connie become kind of the two sides of the same coin or become the two arms of the same body, kind of like with Stevani. And when they work together, Pearl realizes, like, isn't like Pearl just doesn't get it after talking to them. She's like, wait, I see now that it is important that you two work together. That's where your strength lies. That's what, how it should be. And she doesn't try to conform them to her way of thinking after making that realization that she was, you know, pretty much projecting Rose course all over everything, which is what Pearl does. Yeah, absolutely. Woof. Yeah, I'm uh I'm uh, interested to see again where things continue because there are some massive things that are still being hidden at this point. And, uh, so moving on, this is a great episode, and there's some good fighting in it too because yeah, um, choreography. Yeah, exactly. Um, and some f- fight choreography within the song too. So, um, uh, very great episode. So what's what's next? Our next episode is Rising Tides, Crashing Skies. Ronaldo investigates the crystal gems in a web documentary for his Keep Beach City Weird blog. This, oh, Ronaldo. I know you were hating on Ronaldo, and Ronaldo is not like the best written character. I think but he I think he's written to be kind of this tool that he is. <laughs> uh he is definitely a, a fun character to have around. It's enjoyable. When 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 it's amusing, when he's amusing, it can be really fun to watch, especially to think of this young man videographer who has secrets the world has to know and that no one is interested in watching for anyone who's ever made any sort of online content is just waiting for someone to notice their genius and be recognized. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, Looks without, like, hard to camera. <laughs> we love you who are currently watching we and love listening. You all. Thank you. So, we, you know, we do this for fun. We do this because we enjoy it. Uh, we do this because we enjoy talking at each other. So it was also a little prescient to watch this episode on the same. Uh, we we are not going to linger on this because it's the outside world and it's no fun right now. This is a chill appreciation fan cast, but very weird. We watched this episode the same time that the whole pandemic thing occurred. Oh, and I think it goes to show that this idea of this. I mean, even the last episode of Kimmy Schmidt that we watched the last season had to do with. A documentary, a, cr- a true crime documentary. Like I think it's interesting. The more times you see the trope of a documentary being shown in different TV shows, which ways they use it as a device to make the bad guy even badder, as a device to make it seem that actually it's pretty good that weird bad things happen. And the thing is, Ronaldo's argument is correct. If the gems weren't here, the other gems wouldn't be interested in coming here. They would still be trying to take over, you know, the earth, but they wouldn't be in Beach City. 
and that's kind of okay. And it's up to Ronaldo to realize that, wait, I do want it to be weird, and I do want crazy things to happen here, and it can't happen if everything's nice and safe all the time. Yeah, it, it's like, yeah, it's kind of like the, the argument against Batman. It's like, you know, Batman is the cause and effect or is the problem and solution had, to the crime in Gotham. But Should he have just continued his parents' philanthropist ways and made the city better through uh, public works programs? Or should he dress like a giant bat and punch criminals in the face? Who's to say what's the right or wrong answer here? And, and there's a lot of stories about Batman that, you know, he does actually continue the uh, the charity work. Good job. Uh, Give it to a better word that yeah. you can use. Uh, the charity work. Uh, that his parents do, but there's there's also arguments that you know Thomas and Martha Wayne didn't do that much good for Gotham. They they only touched the surface level. They never really went that much deeper. And he was the one that went deeper. And what it's they need is someone who could do everything. It's also hard to make a comic book about philanthropy. Yeah, it's it's not easy, and you know it's it's much more exciting to have a guy dressed up in a you know a costume with a bunch of gadgets punching you know the shit out of an evil clown. Much more interesting. But it's, you know, there there's an, uh, an entire episode of the Batman animated series from the 90s about this. And it's a very compelling episode. Um, I would love to do something along these lines, but with the Batman animated series, if a certain awesome channel dun, 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 uh, wasn't doing this already. <laughs> Literally, they just they just started uh, uh, Batman or something like that. Everyone's so. got to do their own thing. Um, but they, uh, you know, they're, they're doing that, which is, you know, it's, it's awesome, but I want to rewatch the series myself because I didn't watch it as a kid. I only really kind of started watching it when I got a little older and it is really, really good. It's a little slower pace than I would care for, but it does have some really amazing episodes. So, um, there is, uh, there is an episode that talks about that. So bringing it back to this, there is like. Yeah, the gems are kind of the cause of some of the stuff, but they also help protect for a lot of different things as well. Because not every time is it their fault, but they do still protect. So it's kind of a, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Very true, yeah. And I like how it's Ronaldo's brother who makes the connection. Oh, no. What have I done? And he's, he's doing the... the, the um, why? <laughs> and it's like the pre uh, predecessor, the precursor to that meme. I do love Garnet so very much in this. Yeah, you're right. The man is right. The French fry man is right. We must leave. All right, come on. Back up. We're going. Please come back, please. What would she say? I had no idea. Okay. <laughs> Were we actually going to leave? No. Nah. I just didn't like talking to him anymore. <laughs> I just wanted to get away from him. I mean, just say that. Just stand up, say, I'm leaving, and then walk out. What's anyone going to do? Can't stop me. I'm leaving. <laughs> Can't stop. Can't stop. Can't stop the feeling. I like how you knew where I was going with that. And I do like that they watch it. The only ones to watch Ronaldo's documentary. <laughs> I mean, it's about them. It's very cool. It's a cool documentary. I would have watched it. That sounds cool. <laughs> Does that mean COVID-19 is watching the pandemic? That's, uh, yeah, perhaps to get pointers on how, future, <laughs> how to do it better next time. <laughs> Moving on and trying not to be political. We're not going to do that. Next episode, keeping it together. While the Crystal Gems chase after Peridot in the kindergarten, Stephen and Garnet discover a dark secret while exploring its inner workings. We return to the kindergarten, always eerily quiet, Always dark and foggy. 
the place of creeps. We uh, we get a little bit more about what the machines were and why they are bad and why they are afraid of Herodot being you know able to kind of run around on the on her own and. You brought up the point that I had always thought about the injectors, that they mm-hmm. look like viruses. They're designed to look that way because they inject their own DNA into healthy things and then form it in their own image. And yep. I think it's appropriate that we return to the kindergarten to see what Homeworld does think of fusion, which is terrifying in all these same existential dreadful ways we've come to expect from a lighthearted kid show like Steven Universe. And it, it has a lot of different um, deeper meanings with that this is what they think of, you know, fusion, which is what also some people think of like marriage and stuff like that. Like marriage should be between two people who love each other no matter what, but it's some people think it should just be it like, and now you're married. It doesn't matter. Beyond that, for me, it has more of a, uh, a force. The idea that they were forced into it is the more right arranged marriages. Uh, I, I I mean, that's, that that is the, that is a very like, like boil it down to its like roots of what fusion is. So. Oh, for me, it had more of a, a rape quality as opposed to an arranged oh, marriage. Yeah, it's still. I got a more a visceral, physical thing out of it. That I, I think both is still. I, I think you could look at it both ways and still be right. The idea that Homeworld thinks of fusion as both a cheap trick to make weak gems stronger and something that can be replicated with the living embodiment of their fallen counterparts is quite distressing. It's the same sort of idea that, um, like, Saruman making his crazy powerful Urukai, that yeah, you take like something, it's, pervert it's a scientific it, a formula yeah. instead of something that you have to work towards. It's very um, cold and calculating, a way to not actually look at the loss of conscious life being brought into it in the same sort of way Or even that decisions in... Um, conscious effort yeah exactly to just have like these body parts all jammed and which is body horror 101 put (laughs) a whole bunch of human body parts and mash them together in the wrong way and that's that's a winner right there but at the same time you see that they've been when they break them up when they bust them up it's just these gem shards that have been scientifically fused together just forced together it's so very it's it's eldrick and it's sad all at once it absolutely is uh, real quick hi justin hi justin how's it going um the um you came in at a dark time justin. yeah good for you sorry about that i meant to say hi a little bit ago but kind of <laughs> yeah um so yeah they uh have a <sighs> it's and it and, and we've seen fusion work proper and it's literally the two gems are still exist on their own, but they aren't on their own. They exist within because um, a gem is a being of light. And what we see is a physical manifestation of this light. But when a fusion happens, the gems themselves still exist separate. I, I know this is an awful, awful term, so I apologize for using it. Separate but equal. Okay. So, like with Ruby and Garnet, they're in each of um, uh, Garnet's hands. Well, Garnet talks about that when she becomes Garnet, she is more than the sum of her parts. Exactly. It's not yeah. like 
even in this episode, it's not that Sapphire is her brains and Ruby is her brawn. It's not the same. That's what that's what homeworld fusion is. That's just putting a strong arm and a strong leg together to try and get a strong gem, as opposed to realizing that it's the continued cooperation of people that makes them stronger. And 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 what I was why I brought that up to begin with is because when you see other gem fusions like um I always forget their names. Um, but like su- Sugalite, Malachite, um, all of that, the gems still exist on their own. This homeward, homeworld fusion is the gems literally shoved together, and it it is it, it is a hor- uh, horrific uh, transmutation. I like that they use it to explore Garnet more. Yeah. As with all things, it's very good when the external forces are there to show us more internal struggles between our characters. And you see her almost break apart, like just at the horror of what she's seeing. And if this is what fusion is, what is she? You know, some really break apart your own mental psyche sort of stuff. Yeah, it was it was a very scary moment because like she is frozen solid and and you can she even has an argument with herself and it's it's actually a very um, good piece of voice acting with uh, from Estelle, where she changes her pitch um, and timbre of her voice to show the difference between Ruby and Sapphire um, conflicting, and you know a lot of internal conflict, and it's um, it's very very well done. Um, you can tell that there's still a lot of um, anger and rage with it after the fact, but uh, they still do a great job showing this. And there are some, it's it's a dark episode, but there are some nice lighthearted bookends of Stephen saying uh, why he, uh, no, actually Garnet saying why I've got you all here today. I thought it was just to do my laundry. And Stephen just has a thousand star shirts. Yeah. Uh, and is like, I like doing laundry. It's fun. And then them leaving and Garnet saying, all crystal gems, Stephen, that means you. And Stephen feeling so proud of this. And then at the end, him doing laundry and him just like, Wait a minute, how do we even get power and water up here to the washing machine? Magic. <laughs> and then folding little socks together, a little, little folded sock, a perfect pair. And it's a blue and red, and red sock. sock. Yeah. yeah. I uh, yeah, it it is a it is a really good episode. Um we and something I did in, kind of enjoy as well is we do get to see a little bit of Peridot's personality, which I think we'll actually see soon and maybe the next there's so much we know about peridot that isn't being shown right now yeah so much we'll we'll start seeing it soon i can't wait till the rest until we get there because we can't talk about it yet yeah we're excited though but there this is the first episode where you start to see glimpses of it like you've saw little bits and pieces of it in uh uh the other episodes but they didn't really explore her. This is the very first time she gets explored, even in the slightest little bit. So, and her hands helicoptering her away. <laughs> <laughs> that was a cute part. So, um, but yeah, this is a very dark episode. But they they handled it very well. I didn't feel like it was, um, played to an extreme. I felt like they were showing what hap- what Homeworld was doing. It's it's it's. They're, they were being truthful. They weren't. They weren't holding back. Basically. It's shocking in the right way. Exactly. So, moving on. Um, our second to last episode for this block of five is we need to talk. After witnessing Stephen and Connie fuse again, Greg explains to them how he learned about fusion from his time with Rose Quartz, hoping to pull it off himself in order to grow closer to her. 
this was the Greg and Rose Quartz episode that I was thinking of. Me too. This is the one. Also, I really you, you, enjoy it. You missed the cat stepping on my shoulder. Aw. Well, hopefully our viewers didn't. Uh, actually, it's about to come up on screen. <laughs> Give it a second. Just one second. We have to make sure it happens. Yeah. You know, this is great podcast. Uh, yep, they do see it. It's cool. great visuals. Great, great visuals in an audio platform. <laughs> well, for those of you listening in at home, uh, as we record this, you'll have to go check out our live stream video to see the cat. You definitely pop should. Up on it's for fun a to be a part of something live, and you get to see all the weird things that happen behind the scenes. Yes, and this happens every day at five o'clock. Every as day. for those of you who not are watching, every day. No. every Tuesday at five o'clock. What did it? Oh, every day. You said every sorry. day, and I'm not ready to make that kind of commitment. I'm sorry. Me either. <laughs> this episode is really good because, once again, it highlights the differences between humans and gems, but. In a good way. And it shows off the personalities of the gems so much, even when they were younger, quote unquote younger. I uh, Earlier in their time, how about that? Earlier in their timeline. I still, I, I love young Greg. I don't know why. I, I, I enjoy Greg as a character. I really, really do. He's one of my favorite human characters. Um, but I enjoy young Greg because of just the ideal... I, idealistic nature of him and the you know that he is a lot like steven but he's still his own person it's not steven is not a carbon copy and we actually get to see a little bit of his mom where he gets some things from his mom without even realizing it yeah um and it's it's a it's a really fun episode we get to see some uh jealousness jealousy oh, pearl's jealousy is just so apparent just so acerbic it's it's really it's harsh it's it's mean it's it, really cruel it, it is very cruel and I, I like how greg plays into it a little bit but like ultimately it's it's not worth his time yeah he tries to make the best of every situation talking to his idealistic nature we also get uh, our first rose quartz fusion, rainbow quartz. Oh my god, that who is every '80s power dream ever? Yeah, it's like uh, She-Ra uh, if she was a fusion almost. <laughs> there is a tricky part about uh, playing as a character or a fusion, specifically cosplaying as one of them, because if you haven't seen far enough. There may be things that happen that you don't even know about yet. And then people will be like, so this. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> what? Huh? Yeah. Maybe? Who? Uh, I really do dig the design, though, with her leotard and her leg warmers. Well, and... like, if you, uh, when watching this episode, you actually get to see uh, some of the earlier designs. Like, Garnet looks pretty much the same. There's a little differences. She's got bigger shoulder pads, but yeah. that's about it. Um, her hair is a little bit, I don't, I want to say rounder. Yeah. Um, little baby amethyst. Little, I love baby amethyst. She's not that much different, but I love baby amethyst. All it takes is a little short hair. I know. A little Peter Pan collar and she's just freaking adorable. She's so cute. So cute. We need to talk. Go chase the chips. <laughs> just running they're pop the rocks. I thought they were pop rocks. Oh, they're they pop been, rocks. You're right. They might have. They might have been chips. Now the thing about it, they it's might okay. have been chips. I think any it doesn't snack matter. Food yeah. is good for amethyst. Uh, <laughs> and I love Garnet in this one. Very good Garnet, who knows exactly what fusion is and how it works. And hearing that Greg would want to 
doesn't say that's stupid. It can't. It won't. Even though she knows. She says, listen, if you want to fuse with Rose, if you want to be closer to her, do it your way. And in the end, even though he doesn't, she knows that he did. Because this is what fusion is between a human and a gem. It's not physically becoming each other. It's talking to each other. Sorry. Um, I was subtly trying to uh, motion to you that our cat had like his haunches raised. Oh, that his, his cat ca- butt was in my face? Oh, I knew his And his, his cat tail butt. was like this big around and everything. So. They're chasing each other all over the house. Uh, yeah. And, and I think you're right. Um, and we we find out more about Ruby and Sapphire in a later episode, which is actually a really good episode. Um, but I think this is the first in- inclination that uh, R- Ruby and Sapphire come from a very different situation. And the fact that Garnet is a fusion, but Garnet I'm, knows I'm, it's that fusion one... is love. She knows what it is. She is love. Yeah. So she knows that Greg and Rose Quartz love each other. And that's that's what it is. That's all we need to no, know. Uh, won't say it. Won't say that I'm in love. Won't say. Huh. Susan Egan. Huh. Popping up again. And there's the song is. Oh, oh, he's stalking really big through the house. I don't even know what he's onto right now. I'm pretty sure it's his brother, but he is so low to the ground and his tail is so big around. I'm just washing out the corner of my eye. If he gets me, it's over. Oh, he is. Yeah, he's not looking at you. <laughs> but I mean, he might be like trying to trick us. So, uh, the the he's song like Pearl, is Pearl just giving side eyes. Like, I know what's up. I will cut you. I will end you. The song is good. It's not my favorite of the set, but the song is good. It's very '80s power ballad. Yeah, I like it. I like their harmonizing together. I like that Greg has them become part of the band. That was cool. So fun. <laughs> uh, I just A little amethyst. And Grant with the guitar because of course. Of course. What else would she play? Well, besides the the meat. And when he sets up a whole big stage for them to dance together on, and he sets up the amps so he can just walk right up and be as tall as she is. Just all these little (laughs) things that she works together. It it just it works really really well, and it's it's this is torture. I'm torturing you. Yep. Oh, and after they get done dancing and he kisses her and he thinks that maybe they'll fuse and she's just staring at him with stars in her eyes, which is such a Stephen thing. Such it's like, a Stephen thing. oh my God. Oh my God. That's where he gets it from. And they have this really frank conversation, which they actually do really well considering it's just talking. It's animated and shot really well. Just these little things about like their hands touching or their eyes looking at each other while they're just holding each other all these little intimate things about being with someone that you love to convey the emotions that they're feeling without a lot of motion and it's hard especially in that kind of you're in this relationship um and you're it's it's so breathtaking and it may be moving fast or you're not sure what to do and it's hard to have those kind of conversations because at one point he gets a little frustrated he's like you know could you talk to me like a real person i'm not a real person and then he's oh yeah you're an alien and he starts laughing and he starts crying and then it's like and she's like why are you doing that and it's you know he is because i'm in hell but i'm happy about it yeah and that's kind of what love is it's not truly what love is but that you know as long as it's not toxic, then you know that's what love is. So, 
Um, it and it was a very frank conversation, and uh, it was really well done. And a lot of times, it's hard to have those conversations, and it's never the right moment. But when you do have it, you feel so much better of having it. And you know, I say that you and I sometimes like will be. I know there was one time we came back from something and we and it was in the house. So it's been within the last year or so. Year or so. And we sat and we talked in our car for God, I felt like another hour, hour and a half uh, in our driveway. I know we did it at the old house too, but mm-hmm. I, I know we've done that. Just trying to like hammer this thing out. Yeah. It wasn't even like a fight. It was just it was a it was a it was a conversation. So and I do like that they talk about how, you know, have you loved other people? Yeah, but have you ever been in love? I don't know. What's it like? <laughs> you, have to, you have to tell me these things. I don't know these things. What do you think it is? What do I think it is? And those are conversations that you'd have even if you weren't an alien about where you are and where you've been. Uh, the visuals are all really great. The song is really great. Uh, Pearl's jealousy is just... Such, so palpable. So palpable. And in the end, for her to just be like, I I think he's her favorite too. Just so sad. There's something <laughs> like there's something about Pearl. Look at what's happening. What? And, and they, they haven't got a clue. Who? <laughs> Our tree is down no, to two. two. Oh. I really think that the more that Pearl spends time with Steven and with Greg the more she comes to realize that something about humanity struck Rose in a way that she never could. Yeah. And there's just that sadness behind her. From a pers- it's, it's very unrequited love, but it wasn't, because it wasn't like they didn't each other know. It was more that there was just something that she was searching for that was more. And Pearl, I don't think, is, has animosity towards Steven. And there's been previous episodes that kind of deal with that. But Steven is not Rose. Steven is his own person, but he still reminds her so much. Like, you have her eyes, you have her, you know, sometimes I think you are her. And it's really tough when someone reminds you just so much of someone that you've, you know, been around or, um, you know, you know, that you've loved or something like that. And it's, it's you know, almost heartbreaking. And the fact that she's had to basically be around steven his entire life whether she wants to or not and she does want to i think she truly does want to but it's it's tough for her any relation that pearl makes is always about her not about steven it's never that do it for her bad when i say for her i mean for him and i think she's realizing that i don't think she's ever blamed steven it's more that she's coming to terms with all the things that she has not been dealing with this whole time that she needs to now come to terms with and I think we do see that later on in uh, this the the series. Um, I don't think we've ever seen her like truly come to terms with it, but I think we see her come more to terms with it in a, in a later episode. So it it is a very unique relationship, and her and Steven are such a great dynamic mm-hmm. um, that I enjoy watching the two of them. She she is motherly to him but she's also subservient to him even even if he doesn't want her to be um he's just like i just like doing laundry (laughs) i like watching you sleep (laughs) sorry uh and 
the beginning and end of this, of course, you get another Stevani appearance, which is just great to see Greg completely. What? <laughs> huh? I bet you're wondering how I got here. <laughs> and the very end for him to reach out to Connie, those human beings, and for Stephen just to softly look at himself and realize he's not. He is, but he's he not. Isn't. Child of both worlds, and it, and you know, inhabitant of neither. Mm-hmm. So, still a great episode. Still really good. I, I mean, we're getting real melancholy here, but it's still a great episode. Melancholy, melancholy. You said melancholy. I thought it was I cute. I totally did not. I totally meant to. Moving <laughs> on. There you go. Uh, the last episode we're going to talk about today is Chile Teed. Stephen is exhausted from searching the ocean for Jasper and Lapis Lazuli's fusion malachite. So Garnet has That's Pearl and Amethyst stay something. with him for a slumber party. Stephen, discovering that he has the power of astral projection, is rattled by recurring dreams of Lapis. Now, when we first looked at the title for this episode, we were confused about what exactly it meant. It seemed to be a typo or a spelling error. Um, but uh, looking for some research on the wiki for Stephen Universe, um, the title, Chile Tide, translates roughly to chilling time in Danish. Uh, the crew got the idea for the title from an overseas commercial for regular show. It is also a play on words of the phrase chill a tad. And one final thought, the thing that Garnet says when she appears in Stephen's dream for the first time is chill a teed. So that was why we could understand what she was saying. She was saying the title of that episode. So, a little bit esoteric. It's a little bit like Raincoats and Recipes for the season four finale of Gilmore Girls. It has nothing to do, and yet everything to do. It's weird and odd, but I guess we could explain it away. So, I think it's more of, um, I like it because even though it's Danish for um, chilling time, it also gives the idea of to chill out and tide, like ocean, like water. So, I like, there's a lot of play on words happening with the title. It's a very um, ethereal episode. Is that a good way to describe it? Yeah, I can see that. Um, it's uh, I at the core of it though. It's Stephen trying to teach everyone how to sleep and relax because they have been searching forever for malachite and having no luck. <laughs> to the point where, like, he's like, "And I'm gonna go look for," <laughs> <laughs> just falls asleep right in midair. Uh. And it is nice that at the end, Garnet comes back and she also has to just pass out from the exhaustion of all of this searching. Because the gems don't need sleep or food. So it's hard to tell how do you tell a celestial being that needs to take a nap. But everyone needs to breathe. Okay, yeah. So a, a overseas promo, promo for um, for the show. So, um, yeah, that's what I said. Gotcha. I, 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 I didn't understand that. Um, but <laughs> in uh, the sitcom dream, uh, Amethyst says bunga kawa uh, of the slang term cow bunga. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I didn't funny. even realize that. Uh, it it's a good episode because it allows the creators just to kind of have a little bit more fun with the like the characters. We get to see them what they look like in you know fifties garb and you know like or like a fifties sitcom kind of thing. The concept of dreams as yeah. being shown in the show. Uh, Pearl's dream. <laughs> Pearl's dream is so very, very good. Ah, oh, Rose, it's so wonderful to be here with you, surfing this giant slice of pizza. 
Oh yeah, I have to tell you, Pearl. And thanks and for like, me. It's Greg. Thanks for me fix my van. What? Thanks for helping me fix my van. Ah. I, I love that it's like in mono too, <laughs> or mono sound. Yep. Injectors. Yeah. I'm going back through all the trivia for the last couple episodes. You're doing trivia. Perish the thought. Aaron Hines doing trivia on one of our podcasts. I can't even. Uh, there is one funny little line they talk about. Where Pearl says, we've been searching for light years. And Amethyst remarks that light years measures light, not years. Neither of those is true. Light years measures distance. So neither of them have the right idea about what light <laughs> light spheres really are. I uh, just read a piece of trivia. Share, share. Oh, no, I can't share it here. It has to be off air, unfortunately. Oh, it's a spoiler piece of content. Let's just say that Ronaldo keeps giving hints to future episodes. Interesting. That's all I can say. He must have future vision. I think he does. Either which way, this whole block of episodes is actually really fusion heavy. We have keeping it together with the homeworld fusions. We have Rainbow Quartz and Greg and Rose Quartz trying to fuse. And then we have here Malachite, which is Lapis Lazuli and Jasper just caught at the bottom of the ocean in a toxic relationship. How like creepy is that imagery of lapis lazuli just with all the water coming out of her eyes and mouth it's very very creepy and again it's really steven's always had this really nice connection with lapis lazuli all this uh his I, actual yeah. projection is able to talk to her when no one else can he he's just more sensitive more sympathetic to things that are happening i think he has a better connection i'm 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 uh I'm I'm wondering what made this connection in the first place, excuse me, in the first place because the um the fact of the matter is is they you know, they have a connection through the mirror, but like what gave them this connection? Was it him healing her gym? Was it the fact that like he's the only one that like is sympathetic towards her? I'm pretty sure that has to be it. He was her friend and then freed her and then she immediately turned an uh, a villain as, of as much as an unhappy villain, one that feels that she has to because there's no other option. I'm I, It's so weird. I'm confused because So what confuses you so much? I he doesn't have this kind of connection with any of the other gems or none of the other gems give him this kind of whenever they ask for help they're not asking for help like this like when he was looking for a message or like when they when they needed a message sorry the whole episode with a message she was only really trying to warn steven she wasn't really trying to warn the crystal gems because you know she still had a problem with him you know understandably um she wasn't trying in in this connection with steven like, I understand that astral projection probably wasn't on purpose. Yeah, I don't think she was trying to reach out to him. She was, she was, if I had to guess, psychically, like, walling herself off from Jasper to maintain control over the situation. And in that plane was where Stephen found her, because he was astral projecting himself, walking through just this netherworld between dream and waking where she is where her brain is right now so and i mean that that part makes sense i i do understand that what i don't understand is how their connection is strong 
Well, either which way, it's super important. It could just be a plot device because someone has to be able to talk to Lapis. There has to be some way that they can connect because there's a lot of plot stuff that happens with Lapis Lazuli. Yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm not saying it's like an ex machina or anything like that. It's just uh, I'm just wondering why their connection is so strong. Because I think her, I think him freeing her after thousands of years of servitude would make anyone really strongly connect. And the way that he helps her escape, just all these little things, I think add up to that sort of vibe. I can help you. Uh, Hang on, this might feel a little weird. This might be weird. <laughs> I'm going to do it. And <laughs> and even this time, she's not even trying to reach out to him. She's just trying to maintain control. He And I think it's actually the opposite. He's trying to reach out to her. Yeah. And he's... He, if you think about it, before he falls asleep, he is... he. What was his thing? He was trying to find her. And I think that we're, we're still waiting. It's been at least 10 episodes now since uh lapis dragged jasper down to the bottom of the ocean 10 and we don't know how much time that is in real you know days and weeks and years yeah they don't they don't say how long it's it's been been. a while for your bad guy to have not resurfaced it's a it is a slow burn on this it is absolutely and that's that's a good good, uh, one of the good things about the show is a lot of the burns are super slow they're even talking about that. Like, there's not even a hint of that in the Say Uncle episode when he comes out of the ocean. You'd think they'd be like, for a moment, you might think it might be Malachite. And then it's, no, Mm-mm. but but they're, they have Don't effectively... Don't worry, bro, it's not canon. They've effectively buried Malachite, the the villain of this piece, at the bottom of the ocean. And it's, and for a while, kind of forgot. Like, not in a forgotten sense, but in a, it's not important to the story right now. Yeah. They're going to look for her, but it's not important until... It gets real important. Same thing with Peridot. We're gonna find Peridot eventually, but it just doesn't show But it's yet. not it like they. I mean, you can only spend so much time looking for something. You only look for a needle in a haystack so often. Mm-hmm. But the imagery in this this episode is really good, and um, I do I like Lapis Lazuli a lot. And um, I'm interested to revisit her character once we get past a certain point. So um, I'm I'm curious to see because th- this is the part where I liked her character. So I'm wondering if I liked her more now than I do when she evolves. So I'm cu- I'm curious. It'll be fun to see yeah. as we move forward. It's weird. Uh, speaking of moving forward, wh- why don't I read you the next five episode titles so we know what to look forward to? Because I'm reading the description. Already did, but uh, go ahead. For our lovely viewers and listeners. What? We have those? I know. How about <laughs> that? We've got uh, five coming up next week. Cry for Help. Keystone Motel, yeah. Onion Friend, Historical Friction, <laughs> and Friendship. I don't really know what happens in Friendship um, uh, or the Onion House. Is that what the episode title was? Mm, Onion Friend. Onion Friend. I don't really know what happens in those two, or I, I can't remember off the top of my head. I definitely it's- think you'll remember Onion Friend. Uh, but... A majority of the next grouping of five are actually all about the same plot point. So it's going to be one of the few times we actually see continuation of a thread from one to another to another. It's not like they're parts one, two, and three, but the events and actions that take place in the very first episode of this will have dire consequences by the last of these five episode chunks. I do know that um, the second episode is a very good episode. It's a kind of intense one. 
Uh, but I do know that it will be a very good one. So I'm looking forward to revisiting because I didn't like it the first time because I didn't really understand what was going on. But now that you know, I've, I have a better understanding of the characters of the the series itself. I am looking forward to revisiting this episode. It still won't be my favorite by any means, but I am looking forward to revisiting it. Speaking of favorites, what was your favorite episode from this five episode chunk? Sworn to the Sword, Rising Tides, Crashing Skies, Keeping It Together, We Need to Talk, and Chile Teed. Do we want to do one through five? Like one, two, three, four, five? If you can, but I'm just more interested in what you think the best one was. I, it's either Sworn to the Sword or We Gotta Talk. That's exactly what I was thinking too. <laughs> All right. So between the two then, what would you say? Hmm. I think you're probably going to go Sworn to the Sword, and I'm probably going to go We Need to Talk. I, I I think so. I really, really like We Gotta Talk because it's a great message, and um, I really like the uh, the flashback, um, getting to see Rose Quartz and getting to see young, uh, all the young versions of the characters and everything like that. But I just enjoy the song in um, Sworn to the Sword more. I think that's the really the only advantage plus it's more connie centric um and her outfit her like sword fighting outfit a little bit um if this is culturally ins- culturally insensitive i do apologize it looks like a ninja outfit to me mm-hmm. um because it, it's it's poofy but it has like the the very tight collars um which reminds me of a ninja outfit or like the stereotypical ninja outfit but i do love her outfit that she so sword fights in the, you know, for the pretty stuff. You're such a fashionista. <laughs> Ew, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but- I like uh, We Need to Talk just for this jealousy from Pearl, seeing all the young gems, for the song, for Greg and Rose finally talking and figuring out what this relationship is going to be like. Uh, but I do really enjoy Sworn to the Sword. And I would honestly say that even though the action is done by connie i don't think it is a connie centric episode i think there's a lot more about uh pearl and steven because connie doesn't have the growth per se in the episode the character growth she learns how to be a swords fighter and that's really cool but she doesn't um undergo like a metamorphosis of she was always trying to help Steven. She was always interested in doing uh, she that, becomes and she a wants better, to help. She uh, definitely does. I'm not. This is not a, a character defect or a fault of the episode. I just think that it's more about Pearl coming to realize what Steven and Connie can do together. Well, yeah, but... Um, in the same way that Pearl's jealousy and we need to talk isn't the focus, it just throws into relief what our human and gem characters need to do to evolve a relationship. Hmm. So, again, these are not, like, bad points or these are these are bad and wrong because of this no i just i notice that when i view them when i watch them i read them a little differently i still like sworn to the sword more i know (laughs) (laughs) i'm not gonna change your mind on that but i think both of those episodes are really good examples for the series yeah it would be like one and two for this for this block so um so probably one two um maybe Because it's Sworn to the Sword, We Gotta Talk. Um, keeping it together. Keeping it together. Rising tides, crashing skies. That might be number four. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think Keeping it Together would be my number five. I'd have that be, be my number three. Um, no, because... No, actually, sorry. 
And Chili Ted, Chili Ted would be number th- three. No, no, keeping it together, number three. Chili Ted, number four, and then Crashing Skies, Rising Tides, number five. Yeah, I love watching you count it out in your head. This is super important that you get this right, Aaron. Otherwise, it will be anarchy. There will be dire consequences. Well, if we want to find out what those dire consequences are, join us next week, Tuesday nights at 5. As always, you can join us on the Facebook live chat at Marriage of the Idea Reviews. And if you like hearing us talk and wish we talked about other things sometimes besides Stephen Universe, you can check out our parent podcast, Marriage of the Idea. We do it every other week. We just released last Friday our most recent episode for Marriage of the Idea, which we talk about Titan A.E., which was a movie that Aaron had seen and I had not, and talked about just, does it really deserve to bomb as hard as it did? Spoilers, we don't think so. But if you want to learn more about the movie in general, you can go ahead and listen to that. Uh, it's my turn to fly. Both Marriage the Idea and Keeping Beach City Quarantined are on SoundCloud and iTunes for easy listening. So thank you guys so much for watching, um, for those who were able to watch. And thank you for listening, for those of you who listened. Um, we hope you are enjoying the sunshine, whether you're out in it or watching it through your window. And for those of you who don't get sunburnt like me. For those of you who aren't my fair Irish boy who can't take 10 minutes out in the sun without turning into a tomato. Hey, you knew what you signed up for. I did indeed. Uh, but we hope everyone is safe as we um, are starting to lift restrictions across the nation. Regardless uh, of that, though, we will continue to be doing our episodes. So whether you can leave or you can't, we will still be here. We still have three more seasons to go, so we're not going anywhere anytime oh, soon. No. <laughs> uh, the time may change if that is the case. Um, it might. I got a whole summer. We could do anything we want. I That's that's <laughs> awesome for you. Um <laughs> Some of us will have to return to work. So, um, but thank you guys so much. Uh, stay safe out there. And as always, remember only you can keep Beach City quarantined.